Welcome back, everybody, to the Tenth Man Podcast. Today we got welcome back. Today we got Connor with us. You know, we got the duo back. Sure. And we just want to start this off by saying we had an absolute banger, a it hitter. Heat. It was heat. It was like an hour fifteen, straight mm-hmm. talking. It was start of the season intro. And my, I forgot to, I didn't check if it was recording. And <laughs> <laughs> so after we had an hour and fifteen minutes of content. But only about ten minutes of it captured. Yeah, pretty much. And that was like not even the substantive part. So no, not at all. We're so some heat today, though. Don't worry about it. That was definitely on um, me. Definitely on, on me on that one. I feel bad for Connor, but he's taking time out of his exams to hop back on. So I appreciate it. Heavy. Hey, we, hey, we got a great opportunity right now because fortunately, last time we recorded the preseason top twenty-five rankings hadn't come out yet. I mean, mm-hmm, we that's were true. All up to speculation, but now we have a baseline for where a lot of the teams are uh, positioned, at least by AP, going into the season. And uh, we're going to kind of give our input on uh, how we think those teams are going to perform compared to those expectations. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely, we were kind of going off just, like, hearsay beforehand. So now it's kind of good to have, like, the AP speak up and we can kind of give. It's about the same as what we were saying, but there's definitely some huge differences that we'll definitely get into. But Mm -hmm. So I think we all wanted to start with the um, Coach K stuff. Yep. The Coach K Love Tour. That Yeah, of course. I'm like I said, I'm already tired of it. Like the season has not even started yet. It has a little there hasn't been a single balance of a basketball that's meant anything. I'm already tired of it. Yeah, no, that's um I'm I'm not even uh, as passionate of a Coach K hater as you are and to be honest, I I see that getting old pretty quickly as well. Um, you know that every game we're gonna hear about that. Um through the whole game, really. So, um, I will say the man absolutely deserves to have uh, have his uh, goodbye tour and be properly celebrated for all of his accomplishments as a head coach. But um, you know how these things go. It's gonna be it's gonna be drawn out. It's it's gonna get tired really quick. Like I respect. Obviously, I respect the guy. There's not a better. Right. I mean, right. resume wise, there's not a better coach than Coach K. But I mean, like it's just I'm seeing tweet after tweet is. Coach K this, Coach Everything. K that. It's like, right. yo, the, there hasn't been a bounce yet. Let them bounce a basketball first. <laughs> I just can't do yeah. it, man. I know. But, I mean. I agree. Granted, they, they're they going to have a good team, obviously. It's yeah. Duke. They're bouncing yeah. back, too. But I think what, what I wanted to get into is, so we kind of like a little draft thing. And so what's, like, the most Coach K player ever, in your opinion? Like, a little, like, who you mm. think, what player might you uh, Coach I K? Think- so we named some on the pod that did not get recorded. Yes. Um, but to consolidate my list, my number one's probably going to be Christian Lade. As yeah. I named, uh, I think he he very well encompasses it. But you named some good ones as well. As well. So uh, go ahead. What's your uh, what's your first your top? I thought my top one was my top one. I think it might have been Grant Hill. Name two. Okay, name three because you had two other really good ones that I'm thinking of. Grant I, Hill's a really good I, one. Grant Hill, I Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen was a sleeper that not a lot of people think about. And I had, uh, did I have the J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick. You had J.J. Reddick, which I think is a great pull. He is very much like a pure Coach K player. He's actually, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, he's like 100% like a guy that I think of when I think of Coach K. I mean, like, there's not, like, for lack of better terms, like, he's the only player that's as much of a, he's a good guy now, obviously. People love him. I like him. He has a good podcast. But 
He's the only player that kind of right. embodied the asshole mentality that Coach Day kind of walked around with. He embraced, yeah, he embraced that uh, that kind of being a villain to college basketball. And, and I don't, um, you I see, don't... You know, a lot of a lot of people hated him for it, but it's at the end of the day, it's it's his character. And I mean, that's not really who JJ Redick is as a person, but I mean, no, he embraced yeah. that. He's pure Coach K at heart. I, I really think it makes it makes Duke Duke. I think it's what I'd kind oh, of yeah. put it down to is like without the villain, right. like. I just think Duke's done the best job of understanding their role and kind of playing off of it, and it's only brought them success. Right. I mean, yeah, it gives yeah. them recognition. I mean, it gives them players. Like, some players want to be the villain. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And that's yeah. how they I get mean, I think, Go ahead. I think to, like, draw a, a general comparison, like, it, it maybe not to the it's, – it's, it's a little different, but to some degree, you kind of see that with Alabama in college football, yeah. right? Like, I was thinking Yankees. They get all these recruits every year, Yankees. I mean, teams that – Teams that in professional sports are like buying their players, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas teams like in college that they just have such a pedigree that their recruiting is on another level and they're consistently so good. And you see the see them contending for the championship every year, and you get tired of it, right? You want to see yeah. your team win. You don't want to see the same team win every time. So it does. Even though they're like not bad people, they are just naturally becoming a villain because to the general public, like. I mean, unless you're a fan of Duke or Alabama or the Yankees, you're not gonna you're not gonna be a fan of those guys. Let me ask you this, because that kind of brought up an interesting point. You said the Alabama. So why is it that you think that Nick Saban is like held at such a high regard, and Coach K is like, like why? Like, I think Saban and Coach K are comparable, but they're mm-hmm. almost and they're all they almost have similar personalities as well, similar coaching styles, mm-hmm. obviously similar like uh, similar pedigrees, but. Right. I think it's fair to say that Coach um, Coach Saban's more, I wouldn't say beloved, but well respected. Then yeah, like K, that's, like, that's true. Do you like? Do you have any opinion on why that is? Or yeah, so I'll say I'll say this. I think I think a lot of that comes from honestly the nature of just like the two sports differently, right? It's not yeah. to any fault of Coach K's, but it's a lot easier to like have one off game in basketball and then season ruined when in a tournament you start with the round of sixty four, right? Whereas yeah. when we look at Nick Saban's dynasty, one, the recruiting in college football, when you dump that level that they are, you are at so much more of a leg up mm-hmm. to the rest of the field than you are in college basketball. A lot of people can compete in college basketball. Part of that's because when you're bringing back upperclassmen. There's a lot of factors to that. But I would say, um, I mean, in college football, Nick Saban, for a large portion of his career, we've got to think about also – the football playoff is like a fairly recent development, that, right? Yeah. So a lot of Nick Saban's career has been going to the – you go to the BCS National Championship game, right? And you get matched up a team against against a team that's just not as good as you. And you game plan for that whole team all winter. You know exactly what you're going to do when you go in. You know how you're going to execute, and you have the guys to execute. So, I mean, uh, Saban, like, naturally because he has more, more like, winning, like, championship seasons, I think he gets more credit than Coach K – but I don't think he should. I think, again, it's just a difference in the nature of the two sports. I think that's a, that's a tremendous point. I didn't even think about it. Like, in my stupid sports fan brain, I was like, oh, Saban's just like, you know, it's Nick Saban. Like, he's, he's, just, he's just a cool guy. Like, but you, like, put in such fantastic wording where it's like thank you. football and basketball are so much different where it's like. Right. That's, that's such a great point. Like I said, like, in my brain, I was just like, uh, I just, like, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a known hater of Coach K. So my stupid right. Coach K brain, I'm like, just screw Coach K. He looks like a rat. He pisses me off. So like, <laughs> but that's a very good point where it's like, Saban has done so well on the recruiting trail, 
so well. Right. Even developing players, because you know, in football, you get the three years. You have to get the three right. years. Right. And think about right. all the quarterbacks that have gone through Alabama. I wouldn't say yeah. they've had the most. I mean, obviously, the talent's been there. You see that in the NFL now, but the right. way he's fit them all, like, the only way I can compare it in football is Belichick, where they both right. are so great at understanding who they have. They know their system. They know their exactly. system. Exactly. They know their system, and they have. They help players understand their system. Right. I, I, I mean, to the point. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. I think the only comparable person, I think, in college basketball, like, to bring it back full circle, and it's a right. fairly newer guy, so we haven't, he hasn't done have the, nearly the success that they've had, obviously. Mm-hmm. But someone that I feel like has instituted their program, has taken it from something that it previously was to something completely different, has taken right. over the new age of college basketball. And it's the same school as Nick Saban. I think Nate Oates mm. could be that next mm. guy where it's like, this is my That's system, and I'm going to recruit, and I'm going to develop for this system. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually, I agree with that. I think... I think that's not the direction I was expecting you. I was expecting you to say something like Jay Hyder or something, right? Because that's yeah. a guy that has like more of established. But I think Nate Oates is a good comparison that you bring up because it's a guy too that like it's a little harder to see right now, as you kind of mentioned, because yeah. he doesn't have like the the um, the pedigree at a big school to his name yet. But I like what you said about how he's developing a system, right? Because yeah. for years we saw not that Alabama was bad at basketball. Like I mean, no, they, they had they, they had good solid. years under they Avery. Were solid. They had good years under Avery and, Johnson. They did. Avery Johnson, yeah. Um, and, but um, they they were never at this level. Mm. Like they were never at the level where they're like constantly being talked about among the best handful of teams in the country, like they are now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I personally, I think this year, despite like they're losing good players, I think they're still right up there in. Uh, Conversation to be contenders in this tournament. I think a huge, huge tomatoes. Yeah, like obviously you said, like it's hard to see at this point, and maybe like there's a very good chance he never reaches that stature of Coach K. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm right. just saying that I just don't see that many. Like it's a good thing in college basketball now to be adaptable, right? Like you get different right. players, you adapt to the way they play, right? But I think the mm-hmm. one thing Oates has Absolutely. done has just he knows the guys that fit his system and the guys know that they fit the system like it goes both ways right if you're going to alabama right. to play basketball you know you're gonna shoot threes you're gonna be athletic yep. and you're gonna play defense that's a fast team that's a fast team yep. so if you're a let's say you're a high school player that let's say you're like a top 50 recruit but not nearly like top 30 right in that 30 right. 50 range you shoot the ball mm-hmm. well and you're quick and you can play some defense right yep if you get some pitches from you know cal k jay wright uh Shoot, Mark Few. They're gonna tell you, yeah, they, mm-hmm. this is my program. Like, I've produced this, this, and this, right? Right. There's an interesting dynamic where Oates. It's same thing with Musselman. It's. Yep. I mean, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Trying to just, like get out of the SEC, like Ohio State's coach. Um, I'm totally blanking on his name for some reason. Um. Uh, Holtman. Yeah. Holtman. Holtman. So I like this. Those are my three like young guys that are next to the Holtman's a bit, you know. But still, where he's they good. can kind of, good. they can kind of recruit for their system and as a player at least for me in my mind as a recruit that would be like go somewhere where you fit rather than go somewhere where you have to fit if that makes sense right yeah 100 percent. i think the big, a big thing about it too is when you 
start talking about college sports rather than the NFL, right? You can't buy your way Mm-mm. to like having a good team. So when we talk about recruiting in anything in college, I mean, there's a big barrier to entry, right? Yeah. It takes a lot of time and it takes a really good coach to establish a pedigree. Because if you don't have that pedigree, you're not going to get guys to come into your program. If you can't get guys to come into your program and be valuable recruits to you and run a system around them, then you're never going to have success. Mm. But I think NATO is a hard part. I mean, it's it's not an easy transition going to – I mean, he obviously had so much success at Buffalo. But it's not an easy transition going from a smaller school to a bigger school like that. Mm-hmm. And he's already – pardon my opinion – of establishing that baseline system. So now he's bringing in bigger recruits like J.D. Davison, as we see mm-hmm. this year. I mean, just as one example. Um, guys that he can still get to fit his system, but guys that maybe have more natural, raw ability and potential to be really good. And so I think that's part of what distinguishes Alabama as a team that can be really good for years to come. Yeah, I think I think this is kind of a good way to um, encompass what, like without just harping on the fact that, like what what is there to be said that hasn't been said about Coach K? I mean, accolades, right. NBA players, championships. It's all there, yeah. Like time, right? He has it all. I think it's a good mm-hmm. way to encompass how great and how you know, big Coach K has been for college basketball, to mention these new names and almost hold them up to a, the candlelight of, like, this is what we have seen. And I think yeah, almost like, can you get there? And that's I think almost K would appreciate that, because I think him and, him and Saban are also comparable to that, where they've heard it all about themselves, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. they, they are, as much as I dislike Coach K, he has one of the best minds for college basketball, for basketball, period. 100%. See it on the Olympic side, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. So I think – yeah. I think he sees where college basketball is going. I think that kind of ties in with the Roy Williams a bit. Where they yeah. think they're almost yeah. ready to pass that torch off because I don't think this is the same college basketball that they were used to dominating. Do I think that's a bad thing? That, that's very Not at true. all. I don't very true. I don't think two thousands Big East basketball and nineties Big East basketball could would have the same audience it have now. I just don't think that's what it would be. Yeah. It's a natural yeah, progression. The, so to see yeah. these new coaches, oh it's Musselman. You know, at OSU, all I mean, the whole Big Twelve, really. Yeah. To see this new generation of basketball, new coaches, new philosophies, like there's, I think it's the first time in college basketball, and I think almost in college sports, really, if I will, if I if I could even broaden it to that term, where there is, yeah, at least six different full fledged systems that can win you a championship in that sport. Oh yeah, yeah. And I 100%. think that's as yeah. a fan. And as a wannabe, like you know, broadcaster journalist, it's it's exciting to see because it's not like you just like again like the days of you know as much as I love '90s Kentucky basketball, it was like yep. if you can shoot the ball well, well enough, you play great defense, mm-hmm. and you rebound the ball, you you have a very good chance to win a national championship. Now you yeah. can you can dominate the boards, right? You can dominate the boards. We saw last year, Bama yep. did not dominate the rebounds, and they won. Mm-hmm. They won the SEC. I mean, it's crazy yep. to think about. Like, if I would have told you yeah. that 20 years ago, you would have been like, there's no way. Yeah, no, it's true. So, I think. Um, yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think we definitely have a new like, modern standard that these guys have set, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as the game is changing, guys are still looking to attain that level of success, maybe just in different ways, right? Yeah. I know we talked about it on a, a previous podcast, they, uh, uh, like maybe a few months ago, right? The advent of the transfer market mm-hmm. and different ways that these coaches are building teams. Uh, that's different from like the pure recruiting that we've seen in the past and um yeah i I think i think the standard is just different now and like you said we we see all these different compositions of teams that um are 
the coaches are implementing their own system. And if that team plays well enough under that system, yeah, you might have some mismatches, but if you if you execute your system flawlessly and you have that level of talent, there are a lot of different ways you can be successful. It's not one pure formula, like you said. Exactly, yeah. So I think that's a good way to encompass kind of the, like I said, the coaching of Coach K and the new generation of coaches. And I think now, I mean, what are we all here for? It's preseason basketball, baby. It's ranking time. We got, that's right. We got Kentucky plays their first exhibition game in nine days, and you're freaking, you better believe I got my tickets today. Like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a more exciting time. I am freaking yeah, hyped for college yeah. basketball. And, you know, like we can keep going by the what we did last week. But, I mean, this is a new episode, new rankings. I mean, do you want yeah. to dive into the player side first or would you want to dive into, like, the team side first, in your opinion? Let's, I, think, I think let's get into the, let's get into the teams. Let's get into these rankings. And as we go through some of these teams in the rankings, we can kind of dissect some of the players, I like some that. of the returnees, some of the new faces we're getting. So, yeah. So, you, you had a very good idea. Do you want to kind of explain what your idea was for us to, for these preseason rankings? Yeah, so I think I think what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna go through our uh, the top twenty-five that we have here in these uh, preseason AP rankings. Potentially draw a little bit. Dickie V recently released um, his uh, preseason top forty as well. So look at some of these like preliminary baseline rankings that we're that we're getting for these teams, and we're basically just gonna go through, say what we think about the teams, and say whether we think that ranking is too high, too low, or just right. Right? Yeah. And uh, I think after that, I think after we get through the top 25, if, if there are some teams that we want to talk about, potentially sleeper teams, sleeper players, guys that we haven't like really mentioned, maybe they're not ranked yet, or maybe they're just not getting enough love, um, we can do that too. I like that. So do you want to go from top or bo- from Let's go bottom? 25. Let's go. Let's start with 25 right, and we'll 25? work our way. Work our way in. Yeah. Okay. I read this this morning. Let me just test my knowledge for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive yep. I'll get it wrong, but let me think. Yeah. Sure. I think it is talking about systems, the defensive mastermind, and the master of the fifty-point win. Is it the Virginia Cavaliers? It is. It's Virginia. Yes. That's impressive. Promise, I'm not looking. Promise, guys. Like that's 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 impressive. But so Virginia's twenty-five. Do you have any kind of thoughts yeah. on that? I mean, um, I, I, here's the thing I'll say about Virginia. I think um. Maybe we're not going to see we've, – we've seen some – we've gotten a little bit spoiled with Virginia teams these past few years. I know last year, obviously, they did. They left the tourney later than – or a little earlier and, and honestly, the UMBC year. Their tourney uh, uh, appearances have been a little disappointing. But, I mean, we've seen a lot of success, a lot of very talented players on these Virginia teams. Um, but I, I'm going to – I'll say this about them. I think Tony Bennett is one of the best modern coaches. Um, I think he really makes those teams, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um that's not to say that there's a lack of talent on Virginia teams, um, but they're not guys that you're seeing to the same degree like go into the NBA and make a huge impact right away, right? Yeah. Um, his system is definitely like uh, it, it's definitely conducive to a lot of success. He's another guy that works really well with the players that he has, and so I think this is kind of what pushes them over, gets them to that 25 spot. I'll say that that's probably about a fair spot for them. I would say I think most of these later teams are going to be kind of put in the – Fair form category, so I lost yeah, going fair right. form. I think, right. like you said, it's a it's a Bennett squad. I think you could never really like Virginia's one of those teams where it's like, even as college basketball evolves, I don't. I think they still have their formula, and I think they're gonna stick by it. And I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with it. Genuinely, Mm-mm. right? They win basketball games. There's that like I agree. They've won yeah. a championship. I mean, there's 
you say what you want about if it's flashy. It's obviously not. Let's all not lie to ourselves. It's not the most fun to watch. I mean, I'm right, not going to go out right, of my way yeah, to yeah, watch yeah. a Virginia exhibition game because I rather would not see a 60-point, 60 60-25 to 25 win. But, hey, yeah. teach their own. Yeah. Virginia fans, you got to love it. I mean, you don't get scored right. on. They they are the they are definitely the the kings of the of holding teams to thirty points no matter who they play. Literally, so I mean, like I said, Virginia fans, you're. I mean, do you have like a we could maybe go through and go like one? Do you have one impact player from Virginia? You think? Oh, um, Virginia. I'm not sure. How about you? Actually, to be quite honest with you guys, I'm not too sure. I I don't really know a player on Virginia. I'm be really honest. Yeah, it's tough because they. I mean, you you have a lot of guys that have like they've had like flash impacts with these teams, like Mamadi Diakite, um, Kihei Clark, uh, guys like that recently. That uh, they've been really solid for them, but they're not really guys that you necessarily see uh, translate as as much on the NBA level. And the recruiting this year was probably a little shallower than normal. So again, team is uh, my impact player is probably going to be Tony Bennett, to be honest. And that's not to say it's not a talented roster because I do believe in them, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think coaching I think that's, I think that's coaching wins games here. And let me, they're either twenty four or twenty three. I'll let you say it, and then I'll tell you if it's who I was thinking of. All right, twenty four is uh, UConn, the Huskies. Oh, that's not who I was thinking of. Okay, anyway, twenty four out of the American, right? Mm-hmm. UConn Huskies, yep. American. Yep. How you feeling right. about UConn this year? Ah, uh, UConn, it's. It's tough. It's a team that, like, we've seen, like, we've seen weird fluctuations with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the biggest question is going to be, can you replace what you lost with uh, James Booknight going to the NBA? Because, quite honestly, I think the way their offense ran last year, I think that teams were working around, They, I mean, they were, they were playing defense around James Booknight because were, he's yes. such a prolific scorer, and he was able to make such an impact on the ball, off the ball for them. He could shoot. Um, I think it's going to be can you can you sustain that level of uh, that level of play even without uh, your main guy? And to be honest, I think I, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily sold yet on this UConn team. But I think 24 is a fair prove it spot for them. I would agree. I think 24 is a good prove it spot for them. Again, like I think we kind of touched on it in the last year's podcast, season one. For us, mm-hmm. I love James Booknight. I thought he was yeah. freaking incredible as a college point guard. Yeah, I loved. It. I I just loved the system they played with him. Obviously, right. I, I think yeah. we all knew anybody that said UConn was going to win the national championship was a bit in over their head. But right, they were right. a fun team to watch. Like the you know Marquette yeah. teams, mm-hmm. um, the Murray State teams. You know those kind of teams were just like yeah. this is a fun right. team to watch. Small, yeah, exactly. So exactly. I think yeah. Again, I'm not too. You know, and knowledge about UConn's roster this year. But, again, it's, like you said, it's how do you bounce back from Buck Knight? And is it going to be more of a yep. team-oriented level this year? Is, it gonna, are they, is there going to be a new Buck Knight? Like, we just don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then – No, that's – yeah, it's definitely so, true. So, uh, well, we agree um, that's yeah. a good spot for him? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's probably a fair spot for him. Probably a fair spot. And then 23, I think 23 is who I was thinking of. Say it, say it for I, me, I think so, too. 23 is the Bonnies. Yes, the, the Bonnies. A lot of people have them as their sleeper team this year. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? You think they're you think they're uh, you think they're real or you think they're pretenders? Saying it right now, you can even quote me on this. I'm rolling with the Bonnies this year. I'll say it. All right. I love what all they right. did last year, and they brought almost all of yeah. them back. I mean, it's like 
what is there not to love about this Bonaventure lineup? This Bonaventure team. Sure, yeah. They're mm-hmm. in a, a fair to say, subpar conference, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, can you inform me what conference they're in? I'm not. They are in the A time, so Dayton's conference. Oh, shoot. They got Dayton. Is Dayton? Oh, mm-hmm. Dayton's, okay. That's. So besides the point. No, VCU, I don't know. The, yeah, yeah, VCU. Definitely definitely lower competition. It'll be interesting to see how they play in a more normal year. I think that's my question for them. That is Because last yeah. year they had they had a pretty limited uh they had a pretty limited regular season slate because they had a lot of issues with COVID. Um but I think it'll be very interesting to watch this Bonnie's team play uh, a full season this year. I, I think I think this is this is probably another like kind of prove it team. Like so, I, I would say that I, I'm probably good with 23 for them. I think they have a, they have a chance to sneak into the teams pretty quickly, depending on what we see from them early. But um, again, a team maybe high ceiling, low floor. I like that high ceiling, low floor. Okay, that's. I think I was because I was gonna argue. I was gonna say like no, I think they're too low. Like let's give some the Bonnie some respect. But I think it is kind of yeah. like a good like. Because if, if they come out there and put them at 15, people would be like, all right, like, let's... I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think this is this is one that's a little bit polarizing, too, right? I don't think if we if we looked at, like, all the specific AP voters for this, I don't think we'd see everybody putting them 20 to 23, right? I think we'd see some people putting them at, like, 15. And I think we'd see some people not ranking them at all, right? So I think it's a polarizing team. Um, we're just going to have to see how they kind of perform right off the bat, see what they look like. And I think that'll uh, inform the voters a lot more. I mean, I know it'll inform me. I need to see them get into some competition to make a, a formal uh, evaluation on how I really think they're going to uh, finish up this year. But, yeah, I think 23 is generally a pretty fair spot. I think I think that's a good way to put it. I think, like, like there's not – it's kind of hard there because there's not much you can say that hasn't mm-hmm. been said because people were like – anybody right. that's, like, out here saying that they know everything about the Bonnies, they just don't. Right. But right. they yeah. got back Osun on – okay, I, I know his name. I just – Osun on Osun Asunyi? Double uh, double yeah. last I mean, year. And three yeah. shots a block three shots a night. I mm-hmm. mean, I think you know, the mid major big, I mean, there's only one school you can think about really now, and that's Gonzaga. But mm-hmm. I think I mean if 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 there's another mid major that can make some noise this year, I'm not saying Gonzaga level, obviously, but I think right. it is the Bonnies, and when you get a big back like that, it is big. Like if you remember those uh, UCF teams with Taco Fall. Shout out Taco Fall. Yep. Should it be Duke? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if, if a there's a way to make noise, okay. that's the way to do it. And then they came in as a nine last year in the tournament. People forget they were mm-hmm. a nine seed. Mm-hmm. They were a nine yeah. seed out of the eight ten. That is yeah. That's, wild. That's, true. that's not not easy to do at all. So um, yeah, they were they were yeah, the sleepers team in the tournament. They yeah. obviously didn't do what people thought, but uh-huh. coming back, bring back everybody. Yeah. I'm rolling with the I'll, Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. I think I think Gonzaga's like they're they're in their own category. So I'll say aside from Gonzaga, excluding them, the Bonnies are my favorite non-power five school, probably. Um power five also throw the big east into the with the power five for basketball. I'm gonna say outside of those six conferences, the Bonnies are my favorite team this year. Yeah. That's kinda of wild the Big East is like not technically a power five. Like you, people I don't I don't yeah. think about that. Yeah, okay, I'm power five, yeah. Power five is more I feel like more commonly used in football terms. That's so true. yeah. yeah. So you got yeah. you got the next you got the next squad up. Yep. No. At uh, twenty two, we have a team. I I actually like this team. To be honest, it's the Auburn Tigers. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You can offer your thoughts as an SEC guy. You go first, and I'll pay you back. So, can I be really honest for a second? Go ahead. I was not a huge Shreve Cooper guy. 
Watching okay. a whole lot of SEC basketball, and especially Auburn basketball, I wasn't a big mm-hmm. Steve Cooper guy. Right. Kind of like, honestly, we were going to be like, I could see people being like, well, how do you love Book Knight and not like Sharif Cooper? Mm-hmm. Book Knight controlled the game. I don't see Sharif yeah. on that level of controlling. And yeah. saying yeah. that, you get back some guys, and they're a big transfer, obviously, yeah. Walker Kessler. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a story right, for Auburn basketball right. this year. Walker Kessler yeah. out of UNC. Yeah. I think he's got, I mean, the potential is through the roof, really. And then they have a five-star, Jabari Smith. Like, you don't really hear about one and done out of Auburn, but yep. I'm hearing out of my yeah. drafts, one and done could be very much in play for this guy. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, I'll, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, just not to lose sight of it, the guy I was going to emphasize for the team is Jabari Smith. I think, mm-hmm. I think how Jabari Smith plays is going to be a critical factor in determining their success, and I actually like him to be really good this year. To quote Dickie V, he is one of the most versatile diaper dandies coming in. And um, like that. I love that. I, I, I honestly, like, I, I think that's uh, about, uh, that's a good way to put it. I, he's one of my favorite freshmen coming in. I think he makes an immediate impact on this team. And I think in that front court, him and Walker Kessler are going to be really hard to mm-hmm. do anything against. So, I, I, like, with all these good things, I still think my, like, my inkling is just a little bit too high. Okay. But I think you're going right. to go the opposite way, so it's kind of good. But I just mm-hmm. – for me, I need to see the Walker-Kessler project proved. Yeah. Because we hear all, about, sure. all the time about potential in college basketball, as we should. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a game of development. Right. Right. But, again, I need to see it. And if I do see it, then, yeah, this Auburn team could be very special. But at the same time, yeah. you know, Bruce Pearl has been known to being the best with bigs. His best teams have been more mm-hmm. guard-oriented. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, again, it's Bruce Pearl. He'll probably find a way. He's going to find a way in my yeah. nightmares anyway. I mean, that as well. <laughs> he sweats through, like, four shirts a game. And it's not like yeah. it's not like it could be, like, a 40-point game, and he's on his third shirt. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, not even uh, yeah, funny. It's yeah. like, what, bro? Deodorant is readily available, bro. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, it's not, like, something that you can't get. <laughs> to, yeah, to be honest, I'll say I will say this. Um, I am gonna probably go the opposite way. I don't. Not that I think this should be a lot higher. I think I, I think they're in my top twenty though. So I, I don't think like twenty two is like a gross like they're, they've been done dirty by the AP voters. But I think maybe a little higher. Uh, personally, I know. Um, yeah, Bruce Pearl. We can laugh all we want, but he is. I, in my opinion, he's a very good college basketball coach. Um, even like you said, like his teams may be more guard dominated. But um, I like his capability to uh, develop this team well. I think Auburn gets on gets on the right track this year, uh, past the even past the Sharif Cooper era. So, he finds so I in. think I think part of it. I think part of it's almost like personally. I think a little bit last year they they forced uh, running things through Sharif a little bit uh, once he came in, um, and so maybe taking a step back from that helps them a little bit. I would agree. I think it's kind of like addition by subtraction. Not saying. You know, it sounds like we're just, you know, crapping on. Yeah, we do. We do not hate. Shout out Sharif Cooper. Yeah, Sharif like, Cooper's a good, very talented player. There's a chance he could be a very good NBA player. Like I, yeah, it's no, just the way they used him. You know, it's the way he was used. The way he kind of right. played in, because the SEC, you really you can't like. It's not really the finesse guard league. Like, you right. might get punched in the mouth if you're going to. So like, so it kind of came across as flashy. But again, shout out Sharif Cooper. I think he could be a very good NBA player, and he seems right. He, he was very close with Terrence Clark and BJ, so like obviously shout mm-hmm. out him and 100%, so not yeah. to, but 
But in addition, by subtraction, in the way of what they can be, their ceiling, I feel like, past this Shreve Cooper era, I feel like it's higher. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep moving so we can get through the all, uh, all 25 teams. Um, 21. Okay, 21 is Maryland. Mm. 21's Maryland. Um, I'll say I'll say this to uh, just kind of start off. I think this is another one I think maybe a little underrated. To be honest, I, I think they're maybe in my top twenty. Uh, it'll be it'll be tough. Um, Maryland teams they're a little hard to assess, right? Because they'll come out and they'll play some games where they'll they'll look like they're they're going to be really hard to stop. I mean, they're they're at the beginning of the season a lot of times they look like one of the most elite teams in the country. Sometimes that momentum slows down as we get closer to tournament time. But we have two big transfers to talk about for this team. Um, one, I'll let, I'll, you, I'll let you talk about one because I know you're very high on him. Other one, though, I'll talk about is uh, Kudus Wahab from Georgetown. Um, a big man that uh, – a team last year, Georgetown, I mean, they, they hardly, like, barely got into the tournament. It was, it was a weird, like, situation. Um, but – uh, he was he was a big part of their Big East tournament run, and um, I think he'll look to make an impact right away at Maryland. Maryland is known for having a big that's uh, dominant. I mean, you saw you've seen Jalen Smith there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of their signature thing. And then I'll also talk about one returning guy before you go, and that's Eric Ayala. Um, that's a guy I've, I've seen him play great games against Illinois for years now. Um, he's returning. He averaged I think 15 points per game last year. And um, I think he'll 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 be a big part of this offense again this year, along with. Um, you can go ahead and mention your guy, All your right. transfer. I'm almost like I'm almost like jumping up and down. I'm so excited to talk about uh-huh. my guy. All this yip yap hoopla. All you want to say about Maryland <laughs> men's basketball? It's different now. This is a Maryland yeah. men's basketball. This is Fats Russell and company, baby. <laughs> this is Fats yeah. Russell's team. I, like even mm-hmm. jokes jokes aside, I think Fats Russell, like. We see this, like, there's once a year where there seems like to be this, like, low mid-major guard that's short that ends up making the jump. And, you know, it doesn't usually go the way that people predict it. Right. But Mm -hmm. I am so high on, I think this guy can score the basketball. Like, things we don't see a lot. And like we said, we already talked about, the A-10 is not, in my opinion, it's not a bad conference per se. Like, I would definitely put it as a mid-major as in, like, a... Like it, it, it has some good teams. Produces they're up there. For Rhode sure. Island's been good there. before where it comes from. BCU, Rhode Island. I mean, everybody. Yeah, it's it is good. You're let right. me read you this off though. In the history of Rhode Island men's basketball, he is first in career career steals, second in single season steals, sixth in assists, seventh in three point field goals made, seventh in free throws made, tied eighth in single game points, which was forty one against St. Joe's, and thirteenth in mm-hmm. career points. Not only can he score the ball, he can defend. At five yeah, eleven, that's yeah. something that probably does not come to mind when you think of a mid-major point guard making the jump to Maryland. But he can do it, and I am. Yeah. I I, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm high on Maryland per se. I I think like you said, mm-hmm. they have these runs where you're like, oh my, they can be anybody in the country. Yeah. And then they right. have those runs where you're like, oh, like here it is, wheels fall off. But man, mm-hmm. let me just say this: if you're not watching at least one Maryland men's basketball game this year, what are you doing? Oh, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's Russell time, you gotta baby. Tune in. Shout Come out Fast Russell. That's right. Shout, Shout out, out Russell. Short King. A favorite, a favorite of a favorite of the channel. Fats, a favorite. If you if you ever by any chance listen to this, we'd love to have you on the yeah, pod. <laughs> love it. But also, if anybody here knows Fast <laughs> Russell, like let him know that he's, he's repping for the Short King. <laughs> but yeah, 100%. to get back, you know, for real, like I do yep. think this Maryland team could be good. I think they're about properly yeah. rated, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that that's my All take. Right, yeah. I appreciate you handing off the fats Russell to me because you know I had to. That's my I had guy. To. I know Come you've on. been on that's that. Of Come course. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, okay. Now our number twenty team is going to be the Florida State Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get, you want to go ahead and go first on this? I'll I'll leave this one to you. Okay. Uh, I'll say this. I'm going to say right off rip. Probably a little overrated in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I think they should be ranked. Um, and that's not to say I think Florida State's going to be bad. I think Florida State, um, I don't know. I think I think no Scotty Barnes this year. It's I believe in Leonard Hamilton, right? Um, I think Leonard Hamilton's a really, really good coach. Um, and they do return um, some, some good players. Uh, they, I believe, have Cameron Fletcher as a transfer. Yes, and then I think Anthony um, Police, they're big. Anthony Polite, Anthony, I, I, re- I'm a big, I'm big on Anthony Polite, um, but they're gonna have to prove it to me that they are worthy to be in the top twenty-five. So, uh, yeah, go, you can go ahead uh, if you feel any differently. See, I was kind of going not the opposite per se, where I don't think they're gonna be great. Mm. But I think a bit okay. underrated in the fact that we've been, we like we we spent the first fifteen minutes of this podcast talking about coaches. Yep. I just love Leonard Hamilton. I think he always Leonard finds Hamilton ways is to, an amazing coach. I he will finds say ways that. to win. And he finds ways mm-hmm. to fit his squad. And something yep. you don't hear a ton out of Florida State is they have a five-star incoming guard, not a forward. Don't don't go right to Jonathan Isaac and all these Florida State guys. Mm-hmm. This is Matthew Cleveland, who's been known as a scorer, mm-hmm. straight scorer. And then Houston transfer, who, again, coming from another great coach, Caleb Mills, I think is a dog. And I think that you, part, yeah. you partner a scorer, a wing score and polite and then a dog combo guard for me that's a scary leonard hamilton team so that's oh, yeah. that's my take on them i don't think they're like severely underrated i think yeah, so like sure. almost properly rated but the fact that i think they could also be a very good squad right yeah all right that's fair yeah okay our uh, our number 19 team is going to be the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. A very interesting case. A very interesting case. I'll, let you, I'll definitely let you go first on this one. This, I, being all over college basketball Twitter, has its good, has its bad. I was mm-hmm. hearing a whole lot about this. A whole lot about mm-hmm. this. People yep. are really, really, really mad. Yeah. And to say, do I blame them? Not really. Mm-hmm. I think they're underrated. I think... I agree. I think this is a good team, genuinely. I think that mm-hmm. people love to harp on the fact that Walker Kessler is gone, De'Ron yep. Sharp, NBA, mm-hmm. and uh, Garrison gone. Brooks yeah. transferred. Yeah. But I'm just – I like this Carolina team. I mm-hmm. think I think this is Caleb Love's year, genuinely. 100%. And I think having Roy Williams – well, I guess not Roy now, actually. Correction. Yep. Hubert Davis, yep. So have, But having Hubert's first year – Mm-hmm. Had there been a point guard like Caleb Love, I think Caleb Love can just be yeah, that guy yeah. on a very good North Carolina team. And oh, yeah. I, yeah. So that's that's kind of my take, like basis take. Mm-hmm. I think we get into it a little bit more yeah. later. What do you think? Yeah, I 100 percent think they're underrated. I think this is this is a dumb spot for them to be. Um, I again, it last last pod didn't get it didn't get released, but uh, we were going through naming like one guy we think is going to break out this year. My guy 100 percent is Caleb Love. I'm mm-hmm. really high on Caleb Love. They have a really big year this year. Um, come back and under Hubert Davis be again that signature player like you mentioned kind of that keystone player to start off his time there um, 
I think another guy, Armando Baycott, um, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of kind of buzz around him this offseason. I think it's warranted. I think he's he's going to be another key piece for this team. Um, we, we talked about the subtraction of Walker Kessler, but uh, they got another big from Oklahoma, Brady Manick, and um, I, I think Strap. Leaky Black. Strap. Yeah. Strap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this team, this team, the ball. This team is going to be good. This team, this team is going to be really good. And I think nineteen is severely underrated for them personally. But yeah, I think. Sorry to grab a charger to keep Connor on the line. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> we're not the same. We got we're doing this from New York to Lexington, so I think I'm pretty proud. Yeah. Of that Barring yeah. our huge technical difficulty, R, I'm saying like it wasn't all me. It was all me, but. Barring that, I think we've done a pretty good job keeping this alive. So <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And and we're we're definitely looking to get a more regular, more regular uh, pods, especially once the season starts. So um, again, not, nothing like formally established yet, but probably get, we'll we'll probably have some more uh, some more regular uh, dates for uh, for recording. Yeah, and up. also with winter break coming soonish mm-hmm. during college basketball season, Slide we'll be able to do some in person and hopefully. That's right. I, the kind of idea Connor I've thrown around for a while now, maybe have it recorded by our great friend. Shout out TSM Eric Blevins, Eric Claver, yep. our guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe we get a little recording, but anyway. Video pod. So, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Carolina. That's down the road. That's down the road. Show some yeah, yeah. love on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Show some love. Show a little love so we can get Eric to buy in on this because, you know, he'd be playing Minecraft and stuff and not really wanting to get out the house. Now I'm playing. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Underrated UNC. Stop disrespecting. I feel like this is going to be a thing we're going to see where the new coaches come in and people are just going to be like, all right, let's, like, see what they can do and then just disrespect everybody that's already on the team. So, yeah, there's my little yeah. UNC rant. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, well, we'll go ahead and move on to 18, though. 18, I know it's a school that you have um, feelings about, and uh, <laughs> that's going to be the Vols of Tennessee. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and start this one off. You can take this one. Um, okay. I'll say um I think eighteen, they're probably honestly I'm gonna say a little overrated, a little bit. Um I think eighteen's probably a decent spot for them. I'm I'm high on Kennedy Chandler, to be honest. I, I am high on Kennedy Chandler. I think he's gonna be an impact player for this team for sure. Um they got John Fulkerson uh, returning, uh, Josiah Jordan-James, Triple J. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got Rick Barnes as your head coach. Like, he's he's one of the top head coaches in college basketball. And uh, he's going to do well with the team. He's going to find a way to win. But um, purely, if we're saying, like, where I think uh, these teams lie in terms of talent, I think 18 might be just a, just a touch high for them. I think that's – to get into my little spiel, I would start almost mm-hmm. the exact same way. I can't even go mm-hmm. into this without saying I am sky high on Kendi Chandler. As high as yeah. people were on Keon Johnson, double that for Yo, Kendi yeah. Chandler. I think Kendi right. Chandler's a baller. I don't care where he's at college. I think he can ball the lights out, and I think he could take over the 100%. SEC. So, yeah. to get that out of the way, they got Justin Powell from Auburn, who yeah. couldn't really find his niche at Auburn, really, with Sharif mm-hmm. and... Yep. They kind of like I don't. Yep. Just, it was just weird seeing them play together. It was just like they couldn't right. get it going. I think this is yeah. a perfect duo to have in the backcourt oh, yeah. for Tennessee. So I yeah. think they can. As much as I hate to say it, I think it'd be really good. And yeah. ah, the most annoying guy ever. I know some people are gonna say I get Homerish on here. Like I get. I let my personal opinions get in here. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, there's not a more annoying player in the SEC than Santiago Viscovi. 
Yeah. Why have you yeah, dyed your hair? Like he's been there forever. Why is you dyed your hair gray? Why is it swooped to the side? Why do you look exactly like my dad? That's weird. <laughs> and okay, I'm gonna put a picture on this spot of what my dad looks like. They look almost identical. I've never told him this, but they look, <laughs> and it is so annoying. He does not miss. He's a lefty just like me. Screw him. But also, he's good. So yeah. I think they're as much yeah. as I hate Tennessee as much as as much as I have feelings about them. I think they'll be good this year. Again, do I think they can yeah. beat? Do I think they'll be that team in the SEC? I think they're firmly, firmly the fourth. I think there's a huge yeah. jump from the Kentucky, Alabama, Arkansas of the world. I'd almost yeah, yeah. I think them and Auburn are kind of comparable. Where we'll, we're going to see them kind of sure their balance yeah. of you know as much as much as I hate to say it, it's going to be white on white crime with Walker Kessler and Justin Powell. Yeah, it's sure. going to be it's yeah. going to be real it's going to be real hard to watch. It's going to be like the widest game uh. ever if they both get right? <laughs> watching Walker Kessler do jump hooks and Justin Powell shoot. Quarter threes is going to be super fun to watch, and I cannot wait to do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Number. We'll get. We'll get to number seventeen. Number seventeen is a team that, looking at this, um, shoot, it's a team that I, it's obviously a team that I do not root for, but it's a team that I think is criminally underrated. I, I think this team is really good, and I, I was astonished to see them this low. They're number twenty in Dickie V's rankings too, so they're getting no love. And that's the Ohio yep, State Buckeyes. Yep. And uh, you know this is a team we both think they're going to be really good. Yeah, this is something. And, we, this is something we talked about last pod where we were yeah. both like, it was like. Yeah. So we kind of went off the just the kind of like inside thing. We kind of went off the busting brackets. You know they're always good. Yeah. They're always out early. Right. Kind of off the, they had them at yeah. twelve, and we both said yeah. they were too low at twelve. Yep. Yep. So you can imagine how we feel now. We both are right. sky on high on EJ Liddell. We think he is. Yeah. A baller. Oh yeah, yeah. And also we forgot to mention just get out of the way. We yeah. forgot to mention Fulkerson with Tennessee. Also sucks. Also yeah. so white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, Buckeyes. Let's get on to yeah. some guys that aren't annoying to watch. Let's get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like uh, you just gotta look at like EJ Liddell. As we said, he just has the ability to take over a game, right? Like mm-hmm. I have witnessed him all too many times against my fighting Illini just start pulling up from the volleyball line and just hitting threes, just yep. draining, just taking over for his team. And no Dwayne Washington anymore, yep. another guy that would took over some games late for them. But you got to think about we're still returning Justice Sewing. We're still returning Seth Towns, still returning Kyle Young, Kyle Young Justin Aarons, and that's not even mentioning Malachi Branham coming in as a recruit. And um, Jabari Wheeler from Pitt State. And Jabari Wheeler. Yeah, that's another another. And that's kind of what they're missing. That's a guy that can lock. He's, but he's a known yeah. defender. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about Chris Holman earlier, but Chris Holman's uh, he's hes one of the great young coaches right now. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm, – I'm obviously a diehard fighting Illini fan, but I'm not ashamed to say that I, I put Ohio State ahead of us right now. And mm-hmm. I like this team to be really, really dangerous this year. I feel like you kind of have the respect of – you kind of have the respect at Ohio State that I have for – Alabama in basketball, where it's like right, they're but they're right. they're our conference. We don't if, if you they're hate playing, to, you hate to lose to them, but yeah, exactly. You hate to lose them because you're like, how do we keep losing? But also, uh-huh. you respect the hell out of them because right, and also they, I just yeah, this Ohio State getting this disrespect, I'm not liking it. I'm really not. No, and see, also it's weird because they've also been like, I've almost thought they've been over ranked like in the past. Like I thought they've almost been like right. treated yeah. too well, and to see the preseason, it's like flipped. I think it's again, it's the. Dwayne Washington not being there, I think they're harping on that. But I, yeah. I love yeah. EJ Liddell, kind of the same, almost yeah. same vein as Caleb Love, where I just think they can take over games and mm-hmm. 
Sure, Big yeah. this year coming back. Yeah. Yeah, okay, 16, 16 definitely going to let you lead because it is uh, one of any any uh, dedicated listeners of the pod know this is one of Brady's favorite coaches in college basketball. Haven't talked really much about him today, but uh, number 16 is the Razorbacks, Arkansas. You can go ahead and start. I just want to start this off by saying, you can't call me a homer. I'm a Kentucky <laughs> fan. Yeah. Also, Woo Pig. They are so <laughs> underrated. What, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. It's back-to-back schools that have lost their leading scorer. Here it's Moses mm-hmm. Moody. Last one's E.J. Liddell. And dropped off the cliff. And yeah. they just throw him off a cliff for no reason. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. Like, again, Cal dominated the transfer portal. Everybody saw it. Slowly behind yeah. him. So much more under the radar. Must bus. Yeah. Muscle men. Yeah. He got the guys he wanted. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. He got guys that we said mm-hmm. fit his scheme. And that yep. scheme for Musselman is you're going to play hard, you're going to mm-hmm. run, yep. we're just we're going to outwork guys. And that's it sounds easier said than yeah. done. But when you get guys like Chris Likes, 5'7", 165, yeah. on paper that's not a guy that's going to outwork you, right, physically. Right, yeah. That's not the way he's built. He has that Musselman mentality. And that's – Yeah. So maybe talent – like I, I guess before the season you're kind of going only off talent. So I guess I could see why right. he'd be ranked here. But for me, you got to understand – it's a Musselman team. You know they're going to bring. I think it's, I think it's criminal to rank them where they are. That's just my take. Yeah. I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I, de- I definitely know. I definitely I think they're underrated too. Um, I'm going to say I, I will say this. I am higher on the Buckeyes than Arkansas this year. I think that's I think that's um, fair. I, I think I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put, I put Ohio State ahead of Arkansas, but I, I do think it's ridiculous for them to be um, 16, especially when we're going to see some of the teams that are ahead of them. Um, Again, it's must bus. Uh, Chris Likes is a guy you mentioned, but it was a guy I was going to mention. I mean, he's he, I'm very high on him. He's uh, he, he's a proven scorer, proven leader from Miami. Um, he's going to step in, make an impact right away. And I mean, they they have guys like Devonte Davis returning. Um, yeah, I just this team it fits Musselman's system, and I think he's going to be able to do really big things with them. And I, I think it's another team that could be very dangerous in the SEC. I think that that's that's why I put them a bit behind Ohio State, but at the same time, well, like a little <laughs> off rant for a second, the AP loves freshmen more than anything. This is coming from a again yeah. a Kentucky fan, they love freshmen, but when they lose yeah. players in return, they yeah. kill them. It makes no sense. Yeah, it makes like with the transfer age, if you're gonna applaud Cal for what he's done, applaud Musselman. Like, I want to... Yeah, oh yeah. So, like, again, these are one of the seasons I'm not afraid to say it. I'm going to put my chips down with them. Like, if they have a bad season, I'll put my hand up and say that I was wrong, but I just don't see that happening. I am... I'm high on the Razorbacks. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, where yeah. I, that's where I'll end that off at. I, trust Moss. Trust Moss, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the... You're a man. We're on the Moss bus, and, uh, yeah, we think... You can't get me off really, I mean, try thinking, your best. Both, yeah, yeah. Brady, Brady's been on that. I I'm mean, saying, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you that they're, they're going to be. They're gonna I got, be I got him on the must plus. He, I, I made him watch a couple of Muslim videos, and you, you can't love yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Brady, Brady, definitely. He opened the door. I'm on the bus now. So yeah. <laughs> so you got the, you got the next boys. Yep. Next, uh, number fifteen. We got Houston. We got Houston at fifteen. You want to start? Or you want me to? I could just start off by saying. I don't think it's out of the question to say the last two teams are, are I'm much higher on. Oh, much yeah, higher on. 
100% so not to mark that. what they have with Tremont Mark and yeah we were talking about him and Sasser uh last yep. one yep, yep. how great they are and how how mm-hmm. good we think this Houston team can be and how exciting mm-hmm. they can be but mm-hmm. it's almost like it almost puts a dampen on it where it's like but I still like Ohio State and Arkansas are just in my opinion better basketball teams yeah oh yeah but I agree I still think this Houston team could be good I think Houston fans like I'm not saying that to be like to you know, put your team down. I like I said, Houston has caused fits for everybody in the tournament. Like Houston's a team you right. do not want to match up with. Mm-hmm. And with the That's they get true. Tech transfer Kyler Edwards, who I am super high. Yeah, on. Kyler Edwards. Oh yeah. I think yeah. he can do just about everything, which is rare in college basketball, really. And the yep. in the era of having guys that are kind of have their niche. But yep. that, that I just it's too high. Not because I think they're going to be bad, just because I. Think even like you could say like Car- I would take Carolina over Houston right now. Yeah, and that's going yeah. like four spots back. Like, yeah. But you can go ahead. Yeah, no, I I think it's 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 a little hard because I'm bad about like o- always thinking that this Houston team is overrated. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna say they're a little overrated here, not because of their position, right? I think 15 is like that's probably a, a, about where they should be. Um, but I think it's the teams that it just makes it more like glaring, egregious. The teams that are like right behind them, like breathing down their neck, that we that we both clearly think should be ahead of them. But I will say this: Kelvin Sampson is a great coach. He's had a ton of success in the American uh, with this Houston team. Um, Quinn Grimes is gone. Uh, that's tough to replace that production. I was super high on him. I, I, I think he's he's going to be good in the NBA, and he was a key scorer for them. But I'm also very high on Kyler Edwards. A guy like like you said, uh, he can come in and make a a contribution on a, a lot a lot of facets of the game for them. So I think I think they're going to be a good team. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, just with the teams that are they're rated above right now. I I don't think they're quite on that. I I think that's a good way to put it. Where it's like, like yeah, it's just it's just the teams behind them that really are throwing me off. This just being able to <clears throat> evaluate this Houston squad, which just like I can't help but think about the mm-hmm. other squads that are surrounding them. So that's my take on yeah. Houston. Yeah. So you got 14. Yeah. So 14, I'll let you start, but I will say this before anything. It's a team that I'm really high on, and that's going to be Alabama. Alabama's number 14. And, like, we we already we already went into, oh, it's pretty deep, actually, the first, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting, yep. obviously. Like, that was yeah. a weird tangent, but I liked it. I liked how we uh-huh. incorporated around the Coach K thing, but – Sure, yeah. Again, it's J.D. Davidson. This is going to be a very good basketball team. I think they're going to be a very fun mm-hmm. team to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm very intrigued to see how this team turns out in the postseason because, you know, mm-hmm. living, living and dying off the threes isn't the best way to go about things in college mm-hmm. basketball. And when it comes tournament time, there's mm-hmm. my little, like, warning, yeah. like, caution sure. warning to Bama fans. Sure. But, again, yeah. I think they'll be very good. I'll kind of let you take this over as I went so heavy on the must bus. I mean, you know, you know, one guy that I have been really high on for this Alabama team. We talked about it. Um, it it's the guy that didn't get a chance to shine coming into college basketball. Huge recruit coming in, transferred, got into his system, and that's Javon Quinterly. Mm-hmm. I am extremely high on Javon Quinterly. I think Javon Quinterly is going to have a very successful year with this Alabama team, and I think he could. In my opinion, I think they're a top ten team. To be honest, I, I think Alabama. I'm really high on them. Uh, I think they're underrated. Um, Javon Quinterly and um, Jaden Shackelford both coming back. I think those are going to be two guys that make huge contributions for them. 
it's obviously tough. Uh, Namari Burnett, uh, he's hurt, so he won't be playing this year. But I think even without him, uh, the transfer from Texas Tech, I think they will still be a really dangerous team. Like you said, they're kind of going to be living and dying off the three ball to some degree. But I like this team to be a premier threat in the SEC for sure. I think I think you make a good point where Quinterly kind of adds that balance where it's not too dependent on the three ball. Because Quinterly can right. go get you a bucket at the rim. So yeah, yeah. there's, there's kind of like that thing they didn't mm-hmm. – I wouldn't say they didn't have it because he was on the team last year. But I think this is kind of right. like where he can carve out his niche in the SEC. You'll have a – you'll definitely – I definitely see Quinterly having a bigger, more – more dominant role in this offense this year than he than he did last year with the Tide. So, yeah. And I just want to mention this because we won't be able to get into them because they're nowhere near the top 25. Mm-hmm. But SEC Player of the Year preseason, Scotty, mm-hmm. Scotty uh, Pippen Jr. Yes, yeah. I'm, I I agree. Like, just to kind of go and yeah. think of this, I think he's, he's super good. Like, he's yeah. a very good yeah. player. So, yeah. it's just For any sure. – if, if you're a Vanderbilt fan listening to a college basketball podcast, I'm sorry – Respect for you. Respect Respectfully, for you, what are you doing? Yeah. Respectfully, why Vanderbilt? First of all, you went to Vanderbilt, so you're probably a lawyer or something. So why are you listening to podcasts? <laughs> go defend your guy. Um, or you're yeah, like a doctor. Sure. In that case, go s- doctor. Like what? Get off a podcast. Is there a Vanderbilt? Let me ask. Is there a Vanderbilt crowd that is unsuccessful? Uh, probably not. To be honest. Yeah. So they're pretty. Sorry, Crazy. Vanderbilt fans. Like, there's probably one on here. It's just like, like, why did they? Why did you decide to go in on me today? I don't know. I just, I'm honestly annoyed with having to watch Ish. Kentucky play at Vanderbilt and win by eight because their court's stupid. Uh, why is the yeah. bench behind the basket? Stop doing that. It's not cool. It's not niche. Yeah. It doesn't make you special. It makes you annoying. Get yeah. out of the SEC. Yeah. You're not good at any sport besides baseball. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Actually, no. They bring our GPA up so we get more money. Never mind saying this. I need my scholarship money. Stay in this. Come on. Come on. No. I didn't mean it. <laughs> All right. Number 13. Number 13, we got Oregon. Um, to be honest, I'll, I'll start the dialogue. I'll say I think I think this team is overrated at 13. I definitely think they're overrated. I know some people are high on Oregon. Personally, I don't really see it. I'll say the one guy I like. There's one guy that I think could be really solid, and that's Davion Harmon, um, transfer from Oklahoma. Um, he is a guy that watching him last year, I think having a bigger role in this, uh, on this Oregon team, I think he'll really do well. Um, but I just don't think they have all the pieces there yet, uh, to contend and really be up there around that top 10. I'd put them probably lower teams or higher teams, I guess you want to say closer to 20 basically is what I'm saying, but I think, yeah, I'll let you take the floor. Fair enough. I think to play other side, I agree with you, though, but just I think mm-hmm. Quincy Guerriere. Yep, Syracuse. Syracuse. Yep. I think he can be really good for him. I saw, I remember seeing his commitment to Oregon, and I was like, because he was kind of, he was connected to a lot of teams, because there was a lot of mm-hmm. need for yep. guards. I mean, not guards, mm-hmm. but just need for, you know, really athletes, 6'7". Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he had a great year at Syracuse, and yeah. I think he'd be good. And then totally raw, but in Farley Dante, if he's anywhere close to what he can be, that's yeah. what I think takes them to that next level. But, again, teams around them. Right, right. I, I got, it's, I don't think it's crazy to say North Carolina's better right now. And they're yeah, six spots back at this point or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I put, like, personally, 
maybe I'm sleeping on a little bit, but I would personally put Arkansas, Alabama, OSU, and North Carolina all above this Oregon team. And that's not to say this Oregon team is bad, but I like all those teams better. Gotcha. There's our, there's okay. our, there we go. Now, we talked about the Pac-12, yeah. so you guys can, all you Pac-12 nerds can shut up. I don't stay up till 11 o'clock to watch bad basketball. <laughs> okay, to be fair, but I will say this. I don't normally watch Pac-12 basketball, but last year I stayed up and watched, you know, one of my favorite guys. Oh, I my. watched. Here we go, bro. I watched a lot of USC games just because I'm enamored with Evan Mobley. Why? And I wish him all the best in Cleveland. Why? <laughs> why? We don't know why. It's not... Evan and Isaiah. Evan and Isaiah Bowen. Big fan. No. Shout out, shout out Mobley, brother. Don't shout them out. This is... <laughs> I would like to retract the shout out and add you're bad plus you're just tall. I'm gonna, I have so no, many, Mobley, I have so many incorrect takes. You. This whole podcast has been me like just for no reason, just crapping on random players and programs. Hey, you know, who at least, they're at least on, you're wearing it on your sleeve. Who would have thought they were going to tune into a college basketball podcast to hear a Vanderbilt kid get crapped on? <laughs> that just seems... Slandered. I, seem, I honestly seem like an asshole for that, and I would like to mildly apologize, depending on how <laughs> annoyed I am looking at Vanderbilt's court this year. Anyway. All right, uh, number 12 team. Dickie V has this team at number six. I will say I think that at six, which is what they give you guys on that, they're 12 and 8 people. At six, I think they're overrated. I think 12 is actually not a bad spot for them just because where they could be, where they are, um, their potential, you know, what it's, it's another kind of high ceiling, maybe low but higher floor team, and that's the Memphis Tigers. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's there not to say about them? I mean, mm-hmm. no one can act like they know what they're going to get because we none of us know. Mm-hmm. But to say you're yeah. not like they don't have all the talent in the world would just be foolish. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, we've been hearing about Imani Bates for the last – I mean, since he was 15. I mean – Forever. It's yeah. insane. And then they have the breakout, the guy that jumped up. Jalen yeah. Duran is just physically yeah. – like, if you saw that man on the side of the road and he was walking towards you, I would be very frightened. Yeah. He's, he's oh, not yeah. just tall. He is big. That is a yeah. big man, and he is athletic he as looks hell. Like- he looks like he looks like a much more athletic YNW Melly. That's my that's my comparison. You've been saying that, bro. For what? <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. I, I mean, mean, you're not wrong. wrong they have. I think Another it's just guy, like the, yeah. It's like the tight yeah, yeah, dreads yeah. they got. But again, I'm so high on Jalen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those two guys obviously all the talent in the world on the scene. One more guy I'm gonna emphasize: Landers Noli the second from Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's a big transfer for them. I actually uh, I really like him. I think that's a guy that'll that'll come in with a little more experience, um, and that'll be helpful. But again, I'm still saying a little hard to forecast because they're bring it's another guy that they're bringing in that's uh, it wasn't with the program last year. But I, I do have faith in Penny Hardaway. I think they are going to be a good team. I think 12 is a good spot for them right now. I think they could they could crack top 10 for sure with the talent that they have. I also think that they could play themselves out of where they are right now i think and, that's uh, that's the thing is i think rankings. with all that talent you just you just never know though but i will say yeah. you know as being a kentucky fan i was watched a ton of jalen duran because i wanted him at kentucky he's not just athletic yeah he's not just has all the talent he's very smart he's a smart big yeah he's smart oh, defensively yeah. and he's smart with the ball in his hands he yeah, is a very absolutely. intelligent player and i'm super i'm super high on jalen duran like even at the next level i'm super high on him as much as like you know, it's a joke like oh YNW like he he does look like YNW Melly and he is big. But he's a dog. He but is he so is a dog good. and he's smart and he can play basketball very well. So yeah, with yeah. all that, that's that's my Memphis take again. I'm gonna say yeah. screw Penny Hardaway. He's pissed me off. Interesting. Okay. Let's win. Let's right. win some before we talk, Penny. 
If fair, you're enough, listening. fair enough. Fair also, enough. I love we gotta, you. I we love gotta you. See, we got to see it translate. We got to see it translate as a I, coach. I still love. For sure. I still love your phone posits though. So don't, don't not let me buy them, please. Thank you. Oh, all right. Now we are getting to um, what most people would say is the most dangerous stretch of teams in college basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you play one of these one of these next two teams, and you're probably going to lose. Like, um, no. But all joking aside, number eleven. Um, it's going to be my boys, uh, Illinois, fighting Illini. Um, the dogs. Yeah. Illini what, what is up. there? What is what exactly? What is there not to say? I mean, I best mean, team in the nation, obviously. Was there? I mean, but yeah, clearly, it should be number one, probably. All right, say his name correctly, no, but, please. <laughs> Wait, first, all joking aside, I think eleven is actually like a pretty good spot. For you them. were you were very um, happy with this. I'll I'll say like I, once yeah. it first came out, just so like when we were yeah. obviously we talk all day every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just having your like initial reaction, you were very happy about this, and I don't blame yeah. you. I mean, yeah, this is a this is uh, a very I good. I mean, yeah, eleven's a good spot for them. I think I had them in our in our uh, unreleased pod. I had them at ten. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think that they're ranked really like we're about where they should be there. Um, they give you guys them at fifteen, and that's where I expected AP to come in and rank them. But when they when they put them at eleven, I was really definitely happy with that. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I think I think that w- I thought we were going to see a situation similar to. Ohio State or uh, Arkansas, and I think the player we lost is somewhere between what Arkansas lost and what Ohio State lost. Um, not that I don't think, I, to be honest, I mean Io meant as much to us as Moody did to Arkansas. But I mean, we lose Io, but we still keep an All-American player. Um, Hugh, one of the biggest decisions of the offseason was Kofi Coburn's uh, decision to return, and. Um, yeah, he's one of the best returning players in college basketball. I mean, what else? What else is there to say? He's going to be a dominant force in the front court and the paint um, in the Big Ten. I, I mean, Travion Williams is maybe the only one that can physically even match up to him, but I still like Kofi in that matchup. Um, Brad Underwood's had time with this team. He's got the gears turning, and uh, yeah, we got Andre Corbello coming back. He looks to take a bigger role as a primary starter in this offense after playing a little more off the bench as a six-man role last year. Um, you got Trent Frazier uh, making the surprise decision to come back. Um, he, he'll be a great veteran presence as a guard. Um, Demonte Williams, same deal. And then, um, yeah, two big transfers to watch. I'll say Alfonso Plummer from Utah can shoot the light out, lights out. Omar Payne from Florida going to anchor the front court with Kofi. Um, help replace some of the help replace some of the help replace some of the production lost by Georgie um, and. Yeah, um, just last thing I want to hit on. I know I could, I could talk about this team for days, no, no, but uh, this is your la- last thing. Last thing that I uh, I uh, want to hit on is the freshmen that are coming in, um, and not a lot of people are talking about it because again, we're not seeing this recruiting class isn't the same as what we saw when it was Adam Miller and um, again also Andre Curbelo shout, shout out class. shout out Adam Miller out for the year. Just about to say that. Yep. So yeah. prayers up for him. Yeah. Quick recovery, all that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but I was. Ahead. I actually meant to. I meant to say that before I even started talking about Illinois. LSU's not ranked, so we weren't going to talk about their team outlook. Adam Miller, yes, he's out for the year. He's a torn ACL. Um, it was bittersweet. It was tough to see him uh, transfer out of Illinois. It's definitely something we've talked about. I, I, I've said that I was. I definitely did not expect that at all. Mm. Um, but again, all of the love in the world for that guy. Um, I really wish him the best. Uh, wish him the best in his recovery. And um, I know that he's going to come back uh, 
healthy and better than ever, and he's going to really anchor that LSU offense. So for sure, prayers up. Uh, shout out Adam Miller. Adam Miller, we love you on fence, man. And uh, yeah, that's my outlook on uh, Illinois for this year. Uh, but I definitely want to hear yours. Go ahead. Oh yeah, so like I'm going to say things you weren't. I'm saying you pretty much hit on everything. Like I yeah, might, sure. I'll just hit on this where my obviously Kofi's the guy. But I think the key piece for them and the guy I'm most interested to see take that next step, a guy that honestly kind of – I wasn't in love with at all times last year, but just as much as the offseason goes on, I start to convince myself that I think he can be really, really good again. And that's I think Curbelo can be that guy. Oh, and yeah. At times, yep. with Io, it kind of was annoying just seeing him try to take over games when you have someone that good on your team. But it's going to be needed now, and I think he can be really good. And I think the Solana team can be – I mean, Kofi, with, with Kofi, I mean, it's like, come on, now. What's there to say they can't do? But at the same time, yeah, they're gonna miss Io, and it's not Absolutely, the same Illinois yeah. team that gave guys just that gave people hell last year. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's that's yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'd be, I'd be uh, kidding myself if I if I said that this team is gonna be the same with when we're losing Io. Like, you know, as well as anybody, Io Desunmu is like the player that I have, the college basketball player that has had like the most profound impact on me is like a college basketball fan fan of Illinois specifically. He is like, he's the guy that I watched come through that system. I watched his development from being a freshman into the like hardcore leader of our team. I watched him come back for his junior year and lead us all the way to the tournament as a one seed. And um, yeah, it's just, it's definitely not going to be the same. Again, sh- another shout out, Io. Shout out, uh, first NBA game tonight for the Bulls. Um, Chicago. Rooting for you, heavy here. Um, yeah. Let me ask but, you this. Yeah, though. it's not going to be the same team. Let yeah. me ask you this. As, but I, I do like them. So I would have been able to say, I think I'm confident I could have said Io was your favorite college basketball player of all time. Do you know my yep. hitting on the number 10? I already know the number 10 because, of course. Yeah, good, my tra- good transition. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's my favorite Kentucky player uh, of all time? Oh, uh, man. There's there's so many good ones. There are like there's not the really a thing, right? like you could say any of them. There wouldn't be a wrong answer. Like I'll tell you, I love Tyler Hero, but it's not Tyler Hero. I'll I give mean, you a hint. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna get. I, well, I, have, a, I have a guess in my head. Hold okay. On. Can I guess this yeah. before you hit? I'm gonna guess De'Aaron Fox. Okay, that was I was literally about to just say it is pre De'Aaron Fox because ah, the, I shoot. love okay. De'Aaron Fox and yeah. I defend him to the end of days as an NBA point guard. I know you do. Yeah. But so that's not because he's the one definitely I talk about the most with D Book. Mm-hmm. But my favorite at Kentucky. Tower mm-hmm. Eulis. What? I mean. Ah, oh, you were so high on Tower Eulis. That's my course, guy. Yeah. Shout out Tower Eulis. I think he's a. I think he might Shout also be Tyler the Windy Lewis. City Bulls. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah I know he was, Shout out to two guys in Chicago. He was in Lex. Shout I know he was, he was working with the team. Transition again. Yeah. I'm going awfully transitions right now. He was with the team, the Kentucky Wildcats, number ten. I think mm-hmm. properly rated. This is where I had him in our unreleased mm-hmm. pod. Exactly mm-hmm. where I had him. Yeah. I am so. I. It's so bad. I mean, to get into my, like, you know, Big Cat with the Bears, PFT with the <laughs> football team, I'm, every single 24 hours that goes on, I convince myself more and more this team's going to win a national championship. And it is so bad for my mental, but I'm so ready for the season to come. I mean, yeah, I can get yeah. all analytical about it. I mean, freaking Severe Wheeler, Tata Washington, Davion Mintz, CJ Frederick. I mean, that's all just the backcourt. And then you have, you know, Keon, Sheeway, Lance Ware. Damian Collins, you got Bryce Hopkins. I've heard fantastic things about Bryce Hopkins where oh, yeah. that was not expected at all. He was definitely the third guy looking in, like a two, three-year P.J. Washington type of development where I've just heard fantastic things about him. And then also Kellen Grady. I mean, that was oh, yeah. my yeah. guy. I think Kellen Grady could be the 
but also going to Madness. So the, uh, we recorded like a couple days before Big Blue Madness. I think it was yeah, two days, yeah, yeah. and I went to Madness. Yeah, share your experience. Share about it. It was incredible. Let's, to hear, be, let's hear about it. Yeah. The rup was packed. There was a snowstorm, so like not a snowstorm. It was like a. It was raining really bad, so like traffic <laughs> was October, super bad. That'd be wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not honestly, who knows in Lexington, but no, it was a rain. So like, it was kind of sad that people weren't able to get in for the women's. So it was kind of really dead for the women's. But I can put it out on my inside. Put it out there if anybody follows me. I was right next to the stage when they introduced the players, and my boy Dante Allen came over and gave me some daps. He said, "What's up, my boy?" Ty Ty looked Check at me. Check the footage. Anybody listening, check the footage. I watched it myself. Brady got dapped by Dante Allen. Check the footage. Two people got dapped up. One of them was me. And check the footage. Ty Ty Washington hit the greedy. And I'm saying it now. He definitely didn't, but I'm just going to tell myself this. He knows I'm from Cincinnati. He knows the greedy, Jamar Chase. He did that for me. Yes, yeah, sir. For the 10th yeah, man. Sir. He said he was our – He did he not say he was going to represent the 10th man this year? Had to, yeah. He's our 10th man guy. So, I mean, just like, you know, all joking aside, I think this guy team could be – I mean, for me, it's Final Four bust. It's been since 2015. We, I mean, I think the more and more goes by, the more and more I think that Severe Wheeler can be huge for this basketball team. I think not a lot of people are talking about him on the transfer side of college basketball there's so many. There was a surplus of them, but I'm high on the Cats. Big Blue Madness was awesome. I cannot wait to be back in Rupp. I got all my tickets for the first four games all locked up. Catch me yes, watching sir. them play Kentucky Wesleyan. I know, freaking amazing game. I cannot wait. Who knows who's mm-hmm. going to win? Me saying that now they're going to lose. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood right now. I watched the Evansville game, so I've seen it happen before. So I don't want to hear no, no one in the comments. If y'all start right. spamming Kentucky L, I'm going to cry. So don't do it. Um. Yeah, so uh, just to piggyback, I mean, the, the guy that I've told Brady – um, I said on the unreleased pod, the guy I told Brady I'm really high on this year to break out for the cast is Keon Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, Keon Brooks, I, I mean, I, th- I think he's like a, a legitimate, like real contributor for this team. I think he makes a big difference, and I think he kind of pushes them over the edge. Uh, to be honest, with all the talent they have, I think having him um, uh, more in that front court play uh, is going to really push them over the edge as a top 10 team. I would say... Personally, if, if we're doing uh, too high, too low, just right, I will say, I I mean, personally, I had in our pod, what did I, did I have Kentucky 8? Is that right? You had them 8, yeah, because I, I had them I think I had them 8, yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm, I, again, I'm really high on this team. I think 10's, I think 10 is reasonable. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say like, oh, uh, like they, they're criminally underrated or something like that, but I think they're a little underrated. I think this team, I think this team is going to be really good. Um, yeah, yeah. We kind of, I was, I was at dinner with my roommate today at Local Taco in Lexington, if anybody is from Lexington listening to this, you know, about Local Taco. It's kind of like, it's the spot for, you know, us lowly students. It's right by where I live. <laughs> so actually, right now, I'm looking don't even say Don't even say anything bad about it. Like, it was, I, I actually have personally made a trip to Local Taco, and I can, uh, I can vouch it's, Connor it's a very valid restaurant. And it was the best day of my life, so I can say. Very man. valid restaurant. And right now, I'm looking at Memorial Coliseum, and now I'm just thinking about the 98, 96, Tony Delk. So, now I'm, I've done the 24-hour cycle has started over again where I've convinced myself again that we are going to win the national championship. So that is great for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. drive myself insane after that. Uh, uh, everybody say a prayer for Brady's current phone. Um, yeah. Lord knows what's going to happen to it if this team underperforms. Um, Let's just yeah, say so last year's with team. That being said, we'll, with that being said, we'll hope they meet expectations. Last year's team did or did not. They may or may not have contributed to me breaking my phone. Who knows? It could have been a number of things. 
Life is COVID was it was COVID. It was COVID. It, my say, my phone got COVID. My phone got COVID. I'm you can't tell me it didn't. <laughs> no, I broke it after they lost Mississippi State in the SEC tournament. Uh, I still remember. Truth comes out. Truth comes Dante out. Allen, why didn't you miss the shot? Uh, th- thanks for dabbing me up, but why'd you miss? I don't I don't get it. Uh, okay. Also um, his hands are three times the size of mine. Just a little self burn there. His hands, that's how you. That's I mean, shoot. That uh, he, he knocks down every three he takes. So engulfed my hands. Whatever, so. whatever works. Great whatever's the formula to success. Um, go to yeah. You got anything else? You got anything else on Kentucky before um, we before we transition? Uh, go Cats. Davion Mintz, sleeper. <laughs> Mintz, Mintz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about Mintz. And Mintz Big O. Is, I see Big O on a scooter yeah. like almost every day, and I love it. It makes my day every time. <laughs> Imagine, right, everybody yeah. right now, Google Oscar Sheboy. Imagine him riding a scooter to class, like an electric scooter. <laughs> it is incredible. It's the best thing I've ever a seen. Tiny, tiny compared to this man. I mean, this man's obviously like Connor a, solid this man's obviously Connor in athletics. Solid. Yes, I did. I witnessed. This man is such an athletic specimen. He's huge. And it's like, it's it's honestly comical. Like It's incredible. I think, him, and he's like, he seems like the nicest scooter. man alive. So I'm sure he would agree that it is hilarious. Like he literally, mm-hmm. like I looked over at him. When he was on it one time, and I think I might have laughed a bit. I didn't mean to. I think I just did, and he was smiling back. <laughs> he could have killed me. He weighs four physically, times as much like as me. Like actually, physically killed you. Yeah, like it wouldn't have been as swell as that. It could have been fine, but yeah. he smiled at me and made my day. So, Big O, right. I love you. Please win me now, championship, and I will get Big O tattooed on my butt. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. All right. No, we actually, actually had a bet. We had a bet on the under five. What was it? I can't like 100 percent remember. It was if Duke has a losing season, I'll bust my head. Oh, okay. We're in. that's actually another great transition. Number nine. We got the. Oh yeah, the shoot. Wow. Duke. Yeah, transitions on. And again, I want to say this. Right here I didn't do that because I think Duke. I did that because I'll be so happy if they have another losing season that me buzzing my head wouldn't even affect me mentally. I'd I'd be so happy <laughs> that it would matter. So that's why I did it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, Duke, we talked about a little bit earlier, but we haven't necessarily talked about their uh, player personnel as much. Um, but I think, I think honestly, I'll say I think this is, they're they're in a really good spot here. Like nine, I think is I think is a, a pretty appropriate ra- ranking for them. Um, again, like Coach K's last year, uh, that you're you're playing with something to lose. Um, you got uh, I Manchero, I think he's he's going to be great for them. Uh, I I know there's some guys on Duke that you really like. I'll wait. I'll let you. I'll let you talk about them. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can you can go ahead. But uh, my basically all, all I want to say is I think I think this is a proper rating for the team. I think they're going to be really good. Yeah, I think to like like I, like we talked about at the beginning. I don't like Duke, but this is a very good team. AJ mm-hmm. Griffin and Trevor Kills can score the ball, mm-hmm. and I think this. I, if Coach K's another guy, game, another guy, another guy, I think can break out. It's a guy you talked about on the unrecorded pod, and I'm waiting for you to bring up Theo John. <laughs> no, but that's another, you did talk about him. You did talk about uh, him. Oh, sophomore duo Williams and Roach. Jay Roach, yep. Jay Roach specifically is the guy. I, I'm really high on Jeremy Roach. Yeah. So again, not much that we haven't said about Duke. Duke's great. I think we'll get into like the top. I think we can kind of breeze by the top ten a bit more because I think we'll. Be talking about them all year. I think it was good to go more in depth about the later teams than like, right? Because right. I think teams we'll, that you're not hearing about as much. Yeah, this will be this. Well, I think these will be a constant theme. So we can go ahead on to the next. I think I'm not just saying this. I don't yeah, want to talk about. Duke. That's fair. I promise. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a we got Baylor in the AP rankings. You can go ahead and start. You can start on Baylor. Can you say a team that just won an national championship is overrated coming into the season? Are you allowed to do that? I mean, I will. I'll say it. I mean, sure. Right, yeah, I mean, I'll back you up. I think. Overrated as in, like, just last year's team was so good. 
like if if you're a college basketball coach coming in right now, first of all, if you're listening to our podcast, why? Second of all, thanks. <laughs> Third of all, look at Baylor's construction of their team last year and do the same thing at whatever level you're at. Three guards yeah. that can all take over a game and then just a man and Flo Thamba and also a man yeah. who's now in the NFL. Yeah. I know you know. Oh, for Baylor, yeah, yeah, you're talking about Vital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now NFL tight end, yep. right? Yep. Tight end? Yep. Yep. Me yep, tight end. Let's not talk about the fact that I'm one and five in fantasy, and I'm gonna have to take a blow-up doll of a certain type of one that someone would not. How do I say this? A doll that all right, no all one right. should have. I have to take that on a date and have it be photographed by my all my friends from home. So let's all say a prayer that David Montgomery heals up. So yeah. Also, Baylor <laughs> kind of overrated. We can David Montgomery, Saquon Barkley. I mean, shoot. And yeah, this could go and on. And Russell and on. Wilson. Can you what? Russell Wilson. Stop. All right. This is all right. I'm just. I'm gonna say it. You can't be banging Sierra and then be out four weeks. What are we doing? <laughs> no lie. I'm not happy. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I'll. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on Baylor though that they're that they're a little bit overrated. More than a little bit overrated, probably. I like Scott Drew. I think Scott Drew's a good coach. But, I mean, shoot, I think heart, not heart and soul necessarily of this team, but Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, that's huge subtraction. That's really hard to replace. Um, they do have Adam Flyler coming back. Flyler's a guy that I think was underrated to the, as, as a contributor to success last year. They got James Akinjo as a transfer. Really high on James Akinjo. Um, Matthew Mayer's coming back. But not high enough on those guys to say they're a top-10 team right now. I'd put them fringe 15, maybe, honestly. Maybe not even, to be honest. Um, I, it's not that they're going to be bad. I just think they, they can't replicate last year's success um, yeah. as much as it's I like Scott Drew. Like, there, there could be, like, if this, this, and this happens, they could do it. I mean, it's right. just a different team, straight up. Yeah. That's 100%. my that's my yeah. Baylor take, so. Yeah, I would agree. Um, okay. Yeah, n- number seven, we have a very interesting case here. We got a Big Ten team, and that's the Boilermakers, Purdue. Where did you say they were at in the AP? They are seventh in the AP. I think uh, this is when it gets fishy to say like like they should be higher because there's so many great it's teams. Cool. Ahead I think of them. seven's. I think seven's fair. I, I think, think seven's, seven's fair. I think that'll be a very personally. good team. This is a Purdue yeah. team through and through. I mean, first mm-hmm. Penn Kaufman, freshman forward right. at Purdue. Like, when have you ever heard Purdue with yeah. the freshman big guys? But I mean, right. I think this Purdue team can be really good. I mean, yeah. Well, like I, that's not even mentioning like the guy that we said in the last pod is going to be a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. Travion Williams is a dog. Travion Straight Williams, up. yeah, hundred percent. If there's one guy that can give Kofi half of the run of his money as right. the best big agree. in the conference, I think that goes to him. Yep, I will agree with that. I'm more scared of him than any other big in this conference right now, for sure. I think that's, I think that's a good way to put it. More scared of him than Hunter Dickinson, honestly. But we're not there yet. Um, so one, yeah, just, uh, quickly run through Trevor Williams, obviously dog. I'm really on Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey's going to have a really good year. Um, and then another guy not super talked about, but, um, uh, I, I think Zach Eady takes a big step up this year. Mm-hmm. If you don't know him by name, you know that he's the guy that looks like he's seven foot eight, uh, that just like kind of saunters around the court for them. 
but I mean, as, as like as like as funny as he as funny as he kind of looks on the basketball court sometimes. <laughs> it's like how do you how do you box out a guy? That's such like a that's that? such like, like a funny way to put just a tall man moving <laughs> sauntering. It's perfect. He does though. He, he, he does. does. Like there's no other way to he saunters. Like there's no other way to put it. But I, yeah, that is hilarious. I I I joke, but I think. I think he, he him and him and Travion in the front court. I think I think Edie takes a bigger role this year, and I think him and Travion in the front court is. Uh, that's I mean I, I if if you're an opposing if you're an opposing forward not named Kofi, I think you're leaving that game with ice packs. I mean yeah. it's going to be tough to play with those guys for sure. I'd agree. I'd so yeah, agree. I think I think this Purdue team's in a pretty appropriate spot to be honest. I'd agree for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, six. We have a big team, a Big Ten team that I know both you and I are very high on, and that's the Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, again, this Michigan team, um, some people weary about them uh, or wary about them losing uh, Franz Wagner. I, to be honest, I don't think it really hurts them. Mm-hmm. I think I think their strengths come from a lot of other places, uh, more so primarily. Um, Hunter Dickinson. He, he's very good. I, I, I don't, like I said, I think Travion's better. I, I don't, I think maybe Hunter Dickinson, he gets a lot of hype, but I love the, their freshman class they're bringing in. That's Caleb what I was Houston, one That's, of the, one yeah. of the, I, I think, I think he has a legitimate chance. He, I, I've said it, I said it on the unrecorded pod. I told you, I think I, he's maybe one of my favorite freshmen this year. Uh, I, 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 I agree. A big I, chance to contribute. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving this Michigan team, not even on the basis of Hunter Dickinson. I love everything mm-hmm. they have. Honestly, outside yeah. of like, I think he can obviously I think he's good, but right. <laughs> I just kind of love what Juan Howard did. I mean, Musa Diabate is he's going to be great too as a freshman. Um, Frankie Collins coming in as a freshman, all going to be really good. You got Eli Brooks coming back. You got Devontae Jones coming in as a transfer. Like this team is this team's loaded. Um, they're they're going to be they're honestly like just legitimately going to be a tough team to beat. And as a Big Ten fan, I can say that they're going to be a tough team to. To compete with uh, in the conference, and I, I think they're underrated. It, it, it's it's it sounds dumb to say teams underrated at six. I think they're underrated at six. I I, I personally would put them in. Mm, I think if there's one team outside of the top four, that I think is top, a yeah top is a four, very, is like a fa- final four. I would put them like I would put money on them. It would be the Michigan Wolverines. I in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that for sure. It seems really good. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, as we kind of run through these final five here, number five, we got the Longhorns. We got Texas. Do you want me to start, start with this one? I know, I know, yeah, yeah, you start this one. Because, like, like I, we had the unreleased. I, I'm yep. so high on yeah, Texas. Yeah. I, yep. like, you know, we talk about must bustle. We talk about Oates, but just my guy, mm-hmm. straight up my guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's a yep. fantastic coach. I think Chris Beard is that. I think he's the future college basketball coaching wise. I love Chris Beard. And I love what he's done with this team. Say what you want on Marcus Carr. Yes, he turns the ball over. Yes, he's not the most <laughs> efficient guard in the world. <coughs> As an understatement, I'd say, he's not very efficient. Let's just put it bluntly. He can score the ball, and it's not just sure, him. Yeah. They have so <clears throat> much around him. Trey Mitchell, <clears throat> big guy. I mean, and then I mean, you know, you know my favorite. You know my favorite guy on this team. I'll, I'll, I'll sing his praises all day long. I mean, yeah. I talk about in the recorded pod. You Andrew Jones. I yep. mean, I love. I literally love this kid. Like. We we talk about on the unrecorded pod like you see some players like you have like a comeback player of the year type story right yeah Andrew Jones obviously a very like tragic story like had cancer or whatever but this kid comes back 
and he is a legitimate one of the best players in college yeah basketball. it's not just like, like we both we both agree i mean this it's not on like a pity level like no, this kid not, is actually one of the best players in college basketball no it, like you take the whole story out of it he's a fantastic uh-huh. point guard then add the yeah. story it's like mind blowing even if he was so on the team it'd still be so like impressive. like there was videos i remember going around once the news broke about 2 years ago where he was like shooting mm-hmm. free throws in the hospital uh, yeah. with all of his yeah. stuff all of his you know yeah. uh all of his like you know IVs and everything in, and now he's he's not just a good point guard. He is a point guard that can win a championship in college basketball, and that's why for mm-hmm. me they're underrated. I mean, yeah, that's mental strength you can't teach. And then you right. also like if there's one coach I'd want that can kind of not say sympathize yeah, and like I'm understand, yeah, just mm-hmm. have that level of like getting it out of them. That's Chris Beard. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. if I'm a player, if I yep. was a recruit right now. I don't know if there's a single guy I'd want to play for more just on the pure, like, joy of the game and getting me mm-hmm. fired up in all the right ways than Chris Beard. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, also yeah. Timmy Allen this, from Utah. Yeah. That's my yeah, that's my breakout. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like, it's – I again, not to keep going back to it, but, like, it's rare that I, like, am that passionate about a player that's not, like, on, like, my team. Mm-hmm. But Andrew yeah. Jones is my guy. Like, I'll root for him. So yeah, Andrew Jones Shout listening. Andrew Jones all day. I'm, gonna, I'm actually yeah. going to reach out to him soon like I did with Ty Ty and – Try and get him yeah. on the pod if I can because he just yeah love that guy. Just would love to so talk to him much. about his team, what everything. he's got this year, yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Just, but for me, Phenomenal not even player. on that underrated. I'll say underrated mm. as hell. I think I'll this is a top three for team. Texas too. I, I I was super high on Texas last year. I think it was kind of a fluke game in the tournament. Yeah. Um, they're going to be real good, man. With mm-hmm. Chris Beard, they're they I I really like them. I think I think they're legit. They they're legit chance to be one of the top couple teams in the country. To be I'll honest. say it, Texas is a basketball school now. Get ready, Texas fans. Mm, yeah, Texas might be a basketball that's, school for years to come, baby. I, I yeah, I see it. Chris you can't Beard, go after Chris Beard and not expect to freaking change your whole program around. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. I love I, I love everything about this team. I'm so high on mm-hmm. Texas. This is another thing. I'll I'll fall on my sword if I have to. Like. I'll yep. die on the hill of Texas yep. basketball this year. I'm yeah, super high on them. So number number four, we got a team. I think we both think is pretty overrated here, and that's going to be Villanova. Yeah, let we'll me just go ahead and say I think they are maybe top ten. To have them at four is e- fringe top ten. I'm I'm saying fringe top ten. Fringe, personally, I yeah. mean to say top ten is a bit. Ah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colin Gillespie. Everybody's going to go to that. Yep. But they're going to. Everybody's going to say Colin Gillespie. Everybody's going to say Jermaine Samuel. Everybody's going to get killed down. They're all they're all really good players. Um, and Jay Wright they, also. They're going to be they're going to be good. I mean. Jay Wright's a great coach. Great coach. Um, not to discredit any of them. All three amazing players. Really good coach. Um, they they didn't really add a ton though in my mind. Mm-hmm. And they lost Jeremiah Robinson Earl, which he he was a pretty big part of that team. And they even underperformed last year with him. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say. I don't know. I, I I think this team is overrated here. Um, yeah, they're 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 top recruit. I'm looking right now. I, I to be honest, I actually like. I'm legitimately looking. I like actually like See cannot find who their top recruit is. It's 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 a four. I mean, they don't have any. They don't have any like really high four stars either. Like, but I mean, that's what Jay Wright has built his program off. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true, just true. to say like this high this early. I mean. We're not saying they're not going to be yeah, good. Yeah, four's, four's a little much. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. So then we're going to go to three. Yeah, yep. Uh, three's Kansas. Three's Kansas. I'll let you start. I had them at we two. We have pretty similar opinions on Kansas. Yeah. I had them at two. I love this Kansas team again. Yep, me too. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I, like, we both loved Marcus Garrett. 
And, you know, I'll, we can both go off our guy that we're so high on this year for this Kansas team because I think each of us have one that's different. I love Jalen Wilson. I think he's a freaking – like, if you want to – like, we throw on the term yeah. bucket a lot in college basketball. Yep. He's a bucket. Yep. And he's, Bill, yep. he's a Bill Self type of bucket. Like, he'll yeah, smash sure. mouth. He's that guy. I'm in love with Jalen Wilson. I think he. I think he's a fantastic player, and I think Bill Self could have a freaking championship year on his hands. And that's, like, as much mm-hmm. as as much as Kansas has talked about, I don't think we've said that with full confidence mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, another. It's it's a guy that I know you're really high on too. One of my favorite players in college basketball right now is Ochai Abaji. Mm-hmm. Abaji is he's he's as he's gotten older, he's only gotten better. I mean. Mm-hmm. He is a pure player on all on all sides of the ball, really. Nothing you can't and, do, really. Uh, no, exactly. Uh, I think he's going to be huge for this team. Like he's a guy that can take over a game, and then a guy we're a little disputed on, um, and a lot of people kind of have mixed opinions on is Remy Martin, transfer Arizona State. Has obviously the capacity to score yeah, just... this time, get a bucket, but um, if he gets cold, you know. Let me just yeah, tell. Let me just. It's... I'll put it this way. Because I know you're very high on him, and I can I see why he's a very good scorer. If mm-hmm. this offense doesn't run through Ogbai, Ogbaji, yep, I think that there could be a, I, I, I think there could be a problem. That's my, that's my yep. take on it, and I think self I think knows that. Run through Ogbaji too, I and think I think self I think knows that. The, I think he's the best player personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's my kind of take, and then two, I can yep. I mean I can already just kind of take the weight off you for a sec because you've had to sure. read them all off. It's UCLA, and I think we have yep. similar opinion on there. Where we think. We think they can be good. It's not that we don't think they can be good. Because I don't want this to get misconstrued saying that we're like, oh, UCLA, you know, like UCLA fans, like, calm down. But also kind of calm down. Love Johnny Juzang more yeah. than anything. Like, yeah. don't think there's any ill will. Every Kentucky fan loves Johnny Juzang. And he loves, I think he appreciates, like, I love Johnny Juzang. Tiger Campbell, like, there's a lot to like here. But to have them at number two going into the year, to me, just feels like way too much. I am with you. It's it's good they returned, and it's it's good that they believe that they can do something similar. And you add Peyton Watson a five star, and a wing, something they were kind of missing last year. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just I know like we kind of dive into coaches a lot on this podcast, and I know that might not yeah. interest everybody. But I'm yeah. not super high on Mick Cronin. Yeah. Being around Cincinnati for the longest time, mm-hmm. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of my UCLA yeah. take. Yeah, um, they're a good team. They're they're a good team, and I I, I well I, I they're high. Like I think they deserve to be a, one of the top ranked teams. I think two's I think two's a little ambitious, maybe. Um, again, though, I like Juzang's going to be good. Juzang's going to be good. Tiger Campbell's going to be really good. Hawkes is going to be really good. Jules Bernard's going to be really good. Like you said, Peyton Watson, Miles Johnson from Rutgers. They got players. Yeah, they they definitely have players. They're definitely going to be a good team. I think we both aren't doubting that they're like they definitely have. Yeah. Top five capability for sure. I just would but yeah. I think, it's just not yeah. Preseason, it's just. I different, think we both agree opinion. that I think we both agree that their run is the the hype off of that run is. Yeah, we're not. It's not a fluke run. Now. I don't want that. It's not a fluke run. Like, it's just the hype off of it is at a level right, that I don't it's, think it's, it's, it's a little be much. And then one, the Zags. What's around? Mustache man yep. haunts us forever. He's never yeah, gonna leave yeah. ever. Nah, yeah. He will play till he's forty. He will never go. I think yeah. the NBA is just. I think they've made an agreement with the NCAA that he's not allowed in the NBA and he's just going to stay in college basketball for forever. So, yeah. I all mean, jokes we, both aside, have, we both have this team at number one. Yeah, Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman, and Andrew mm-hmm. Nembhard at a backcourt is incredible. I think they mm-hmm. will – I think that backcourt's going to be – like, can't miss television. Hunter Salas can no, score yeah. the ball. 
Hickman can control and, an offense. Yeah. And then Nemhard, this is a perfect situation for Andrew Nemhard. You don't got, he doesn't yeah. have to get you twenty. He can do everything else that he's incredible yep. at. Andrew Nemhard is yeah. a fantastic game manager. So yeah, I'm and super I mean, high. Yeah. Their backcourts must watch TV. Must watch TV, but their frontcourts must watch. And that's TV not even yeah. Too. Not even mentioning Chet, number one player. Chet and Drew Timmy. I mean, come on, like. This team is this team is I am never this high on, on Gonzaga. No, I don't team, like Gonzaga. I'm the same. This team is legit. This and I like good. This is a Mark Few team. This is like what he's been building for all these years, yeah. in my opinion. So yeah. there's I mean, yeah. there's not much to say Mark Gonzaga. He's a great coach. I mean, yeah, this team everybody knows this team's good. Yeah, but I'll say like freshman sleeper Hunter Salis, I think is a bucket yeah. bucket. He's a Yeah, for sure. He's like the close I mean, like you see like good shooters coming in, like you know, people can talk about guys that can score the ball. But it's like almost like the you know the we we missed Jaden Hardy in college basketball as he went uh-huh. to the G League. I think there's yeah. kind of a comparable player to him, and being in Gonzaga, yeah. that I just for Hunter Salis, you just got to be like licking your lips to play with Hickman and Nemhard in a backcourt because they're just gonna find good spots on the floor to get you the ball, and that's what yeah, you have to sure. love if you're Hunter Salis. Like he can be on the number one team in the nation with all these great players, and he could average twenty genuinely. And same thing with yeah. Chet. Oh, yeah. Chet playing with Timmy, that's the perfect backcourt for Chet. Like, there's honestly not a better fit for Chet other than, like, maybe, like, I guess Kofi because that's, like, the complete opposite of him. But, yeah. Like, I can't even imagine that. Like, but that's, but there's our Gonzaga. And there's, is that top 25? We got it knocked out? We got it knocked out. We got a, we got a, we got a long, we got a banger episode today. Is it still recording? Yeah, we have, a, we have All right, 136, boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah, this so, is the makeup for uh, having, yeah. uh, not getting, not being able to get out that unreleased pod. But thank you all uh, so much for listening. A banger here. Yeah. We'll go. Maybe we'll get one more in before exhibitions, or maybe like during exhibitions, we'll talk about some freshmen, yep. some more yep. get into we'll, players. We'll, we'll try to get, we'll try to get more regular once the season starts. Gotcha. Yep. Sure. But thank you so much, Connor, and thank you all for listening. Please, yep. you know, yep. share, like, all that stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. 100%, yep. And thank you. Tenth man up, baby.